Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad. Canada over Latvia 5-2 at the World Juniors. Blue Jays rained out in Baltimore. That'll be made up as part of a doubleheader on September 5th. Elks home to the Rough Riders on Saturday night. 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff here on 6.30. Ched, the game will start at 8. And, of course, a, a sad day for Edmonton sports. And, I, well, I think really for, for a lot of people across North America who saw the uh, impact of Ben Stelter on the Edmonton Oilers this past season. And we had uh, significant memories of Ben in the first half hour of the show. I am pleased to welcome back to the program the head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team. They're getting ready to rock and roll with their camp on Sunday. The season's coming up very soon. It is Chris Morris on the line. Chris, thanks for checking in. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Reed. How are you doing? Well, I, I'm doing okay, Chris. You know, it was it was sad for me to to see uh, to hear the news of Ben's passing, and I, I was lucky enough to interview him in in late April. And he, I, I I hope you don't mind me asking you this. And I, and I know you didn't know Ben, but you you knew Joey. And as a player, you did Monday Morning Magic. I, I believe some U of A players went this year. Uh, and through your career here at Edmonton, you you've formed relationships with a lot of people, not just uh, not just your players or or, you know, whether they were your uh, your colleagues as players or the players you coach now, just the value of some of those relationships that, that you've experienced over the years or maybe you've seen, um, you know, your players' experience now at the U of A. Well, it's, I, I don't know. I just have always found, like, I, I grew up in Toronto, and Toronto's like a really, really big city, right? And, and it's, it's a lot different than Edmonton. And one of the things I really noticed when I arrived here, and it was almost immediate, was that this is a really good community and that the people here look after each other. And, and, you know, there's always, there's always outliers and there's always, you know, there's always different things going on everywhere you go, but I've always found Edmonton to have a special thing about it that, you know, it really resonated with Joey and, and, and it resonates with all sorts of different people in this community where, you know, everyone's kind of looking out for each other just to, to a large extent. And I just think that, you know, when you look at sports in this city, and you look at the impact it has, and you look at what happens here in the city when, when teams are successful and everybody sort of gets behind them. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a different community. I don't know how to even put it in words. I just, I just think it's so different. Not only people who lived here their whole lives would even realize it, but it's a special thing. I don't like I, my family's here, and I would never go anywhere else. But I'm telling you, it's, and it has to do with all those, those sort of icons in our city and who, who the city embraces. Like they, Edmonton embraces people for different reasons than other places. And I just think it's a special place. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And I think that's uh, that's a really good perspective. Your perspective as well, because uh, Ed Jones, Joe Holloman, and Jim Germany are going up on the wall of honor. I, I know you and I talked when, when you had this honor yourself and how it felt at the time. Now, the, now that your name's been up there for a little while, um, like... <laughs> Does it ever like I, I don't know I know you, you're busy but I, I know you still check out the do you ever like geez that's me like that's my name that's going to be there for a, a long time does it resonate differently now that you're kind of uh, your name's established up there yeah you know I always said like from the time it happened if if there was one thing I could have that would have been it like I I just respect that organization so much and you got to understand when I got there it was like they didn't know how to lose. They just didn't. It wasn't part of the DNA of, of the Eskimos it was at that time. And it was just for me, you look at some of those names up there and, and you know, 
those guys are such great additions. And you know, those guys, those guys that aren't up there that that, that should be up there, and you know, and that I look at myself up there, and I'm like, what am I doing up there when this guy's not there? And I just think anybody who's up on that wall doesn't have to look too far to, <laughs> to find another guy who's probably just as worthy or more than them. And I think that's what's so cool about it is that. That's a that's a really good group of people going in this year, and like, they they had to wait a long time, and so I just think of how blessed sometimes I am, and I honestly I don't think like you know I I often think like man there's like a bunch of guys that should be up there instead of me, but it, it is what it is, right? I said that from the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, you 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 don't play or coach for the current team, but I'm going to tie this all together through your experience. They're having a tough time. Uh, your U of A Golden Bears, who, who have been le- better lately, but obviously you had a lot of tough games earlier in your tenure there. And even when you, you play, I know you played for the double E during a pretty good era, but you lost some games and had some disappointments. Dealing with bad times, how did you do it as a player versus how you now do it as a coach? Yeah, you know, it's funny because... I, I've been I've been with the Bears in my ten, going to my tenth year here, right? And and when I got there, there were, there were a lot of things missing for just from an organizational standpoint, from my own experience as a coach standpoint, from our staff experience, from our recruiting st- in a million ways. We just we really didn't know what we were doing yet, and it was already broken, right? When I went when it, like they hadn't won a game, like it was three years since they'd won a game, right? So like when I went into the when I went into the Eskimos. And you looked at that culture, like, we never missed the playoffs while I was there, Reed. Like, we always, and we had a few off games and all that sort of stuff, but, like, there was never a thought that whole time I was with the Eskimos that we weren't going to be successful when we were taking the field. Now, we had a couple of teams that were suspect, and we didn't quite have what we needed probably to win it. But I'm telling you, man, like, there wasn't a year there where we didn't think we were going to win the Grey Cup legitimately. With the Bears, like, we knew we were rebuilding for a while and we it was like man we just don't match up like we're, we're not we don't match up and it wasn't just the players like the coaches didn't match up we just couldn't like we, we were sort of finding our way and i look at the elks right now and they're, they're finding their way like he's trying to find guys who can play his system and he can do it way more quickly there than you can at a university level because you see what he's doing he's <laughs> and some people don't like it but it's it's that guy knows how to build the kind of team he wants, and he's trying to find guys that can do the things he needs them to be able to do for that team to be successful. No one can argue that Chris Jones knows exactly what that team needs to look like and the players on it need to look like for it to have success, right? So they're, I think that team, and I, I look at them, and, and I think they get better all the time. Now, BC's a bad matchup for him. That quarterback's... He's very accurate, he, and he's an outstanding player, and they're going to struggle against a couple of the top teams until they can find guys that can legitimately cover man-to-man and, and, and do some other things at, at the same athletic level that the guys are playing against. But that team knows they're, they're rebuilding, and I think that team senses that they are getting better little by little. And, Reed, I think that team's going to be okay. Like, I, I really do. I think, they're, I think they're clawing, and they're trying to figure out a way. And, you know, when you're lacking talent, sometimes it takes a while. And, and that group, I think... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, Reed, but I, I look and I've watched all their games this year, and I do see improvement. You know, I, and I see them all, and I see what they're trying to do and how they're trying to do it, and I'm, I'm encouraged by where they're going to go. That was a mess. If, if anybody thinks that that team was close to winning when Chris Jones took over as the coach, well, they better take a good long. They just watch, watch the games, watch the film from last year, and watch where they were talent-wise compared to the opposition, culture-wise compared to the, in, in a million different ways, right? So, I don't know, Reed. I, I honestly, I think they're, I think they're pretty far ahead of where they could be. 
Um, I, I think they think of it as building, and I think they are going to build something pretty good there. Well, G. Roy was on, uh, was it last night? And he, he said, I'm, I'm an impatient man, but I'm being patient. And, you know, he kind of said sort of the same thing. Like, we're, it's, it's frustrating to lose, but, but they, they, they know that they got to work through some things here. And you mentioned Rourke, and I talked about that game extensively on Monday, Chris. And I, I said that was, it was deflating for me to watch on television and kind of feel like halfway through the second quarter, the game's pretty much over. But if you look at Rourke's stats, uh, he's done. He's done that to more than just the Elks this season. Okay, I'm going to throw this one at you. To- uh, totally, th- this is almost one of those totally like we're sitting having a pint type of questions. Will he get a look in the NFL? Because when the Giants worked him out, they worked him out as receiver. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he's he's. I mean, he's six one two ten. Like he's he's smaller than Michael Riley, and Riley didn't even really get a look in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think Rourke's a different animal than Michael Riley. I, I, Rourke, when you watch Rourke play, Rourke knows exactly where to go with the ball. If you're in man coverage, he kills you because he just throws the ball exactly where it needs to be to complete it. He's accurate, he's got a strong arm, and he gets the ball out very, very quickly compared to Riley. I think Rourke's an NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be there. I think sometimes it's way harder for a guy who's 6'1 coming out of college because they just don't take you seriously, especially when you're at a smaller school. I think Work will get a shot in the NFL. I really do. I think he's got some special talent. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be interesting to watch. If he doesn't, then he plays for the Lions for the next 12 to 15 years. Watch out. <laughs> well, we, we just got to trade for him. We figure out a way to yeah, get him in free agent or something. Then. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he's going to be available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what you, Campbell, used to do a good job around here. We, we never had that problem. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure Chris Jones is the same way. Now that he's in charge, I'm sure he'll figure out a way to get a good quarterback here. That'll be, yeah. and maybe it's Cornelius. I don't know, but you know what I mean. But it's <laughs> that'll fix itself. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chris. Uh, you got your camp. So Sunday things are getting started here. Uh, tell me about what were you guys three and three last year in the shortened season? Yeah, yeah we were three and three. We lost a game at the end of the year. We probably shouldn't have. We, like we had a pretty talented team last year, Reed. Like we got. We got a good group of guys right now, and we're we'll be very very competitive this year. We, we're we're starting. A, it's going to be a first year quarterback playing for us, but all the guys that are vying for the spot have been with us for at least three years. So like it's it's not like we have a brand new guy coming out of high school that we're going to be playing at quarterback, but someone's going to earn that job, and whoever earns it is going to be a guy who's been successful at every level he's been at, and it's just now, you know what I mean? He's just now sort of stepping into the role at university. So I'm really excited about this year, and, and more so just for the kind of kids we have. Like, we have some great, tough, like, uh, Reed, there's no way for me to explain this to you, but you have to learn how to play football the right way. And it, it's taken a, lo- a long time. And, it take, you know, in university, there's a five-year cycle of guys you have, and we had guys like El Nicky and, and just tough guys who understood, like, this is how you work and this is how you go approach things. This is the combative way you have to play. Like, I look at my locker room right now, and I'm like, man, we got some guys. Like, these guys are football players, right? And I'm really, really excited for the year for a lot of reasons. But I just I like the way these guys approach things. They're, they're, they're tough kids who are who are going to give get after things so like i'm excited i know it can probably sound i always sound excited but i, I really do like this group of this group of guys we have coming into this year now uh, do you have jonathan rosary back because he's been pretty good yeah. for you guys hasn't he been yeah he's back he, I, I, and john i'm telling you jonathan rosary like he's gonna be one of the best players in the country like he like he went to east west last year and did really well there he's a little bit shorter so the cfl sleeping on him a little bit but i'm telling you 
That guy is as talented as anybody who's come out of, uh, out of youth sports in the last 10 years I've been here. And, he's, and I would say this, out of all the guys that hit his sort of skill level, he's tougher than all the guys that I've seen get drafted because he's a tough, tough kid. So I just, I, I'm really excited to see. He was coming off a knee injury last year. Like he, he, he blew his knee out a couple of years ago in BC on, on, a, on a low late tackle. Um, last year he sort of came back, like COVID he recovered, and then last year was sort of his first year back at things. I'm really excited to see him this year because I think he's going he's gonna to be lights out. Okay, and it's back to the traditional eight-game schedule, right? You play, uh, I think you play everybody twice except for one team. Yeah, we got nine. We got the preseason game. We're going to be playing against uh, Regina down in Medicine Hat on okay. the 25th. So we're, we're going down there, and we're going to, you know, that's going to be a game that we're going to approach like a, like a regular season game. We're going to try to win that game. So for us, it's nine games, and then, the, and then hopefully playoffs. Okay. And then, plus, you guys have the special game at Commonwealth State. I know it's still a couple months away, but you got that over, uh, October 15th game at Commonwealth, part of a doubleheader with the Elks. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. I know the kids are really excited. I'm really excited to be back at Commonwealth. The Elks have been, like, unbelievably accommodating for us as far as getting everything set up and making it a, a great fit for us. And they've got to go way out of their way, read to make this thing work. Like, game day's hard enough with their own game day, trying to accommodate us and get Calgary in there and all that other sort of stuff. Is You know, they've done a really good job, so we're very appreciative. Okay. Well, hey, all the best uh, with camp starting on uh, Sunday. Uh, we'll feature some of your players on the show as well throughout the season, Chris. We wish you all the best. Thanks for checking in tonight. I always enjoy talking to you. Appreciate it, Thanks for having me on. That is Chris Morris, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears football team and a uh, member of the E Wall of Honor himself, which will have three names added to it on Saturday when the Elks take on the Rough Riders. Okay, we had to call it quick. The about Mooner is still coming up. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. Got a text from Logan who says, as someone who is grinding every day to get to the PGA Tour, Ben Stelter helped give me a little perspective on life in that golf is just a game. Professional hockey is the same. Just having that ball of energy around you is so helpful. Ben took the problems away from the players, and it's a real gut punch to hear he's passed away. Logan, appreciate you sharing that. All the best with your golf career or maybe we can uh, run into each other on the course someday i'll be hitting from tees that are closer to the hole than you i would think but i i, I said that earlier in the show perspective is uh, a word that gets thrown around a lot but i think today it is uh it is relevant and uh, i think ben brought a lot of perspective and and i really appreciate what chris morris said and and i asked chris the question i know he didn't know ben but he, he knew joey and and uh, as he said he's been a part of this community since he came here to play in the cfl and he, he just said there's something different about edmonton and maybe the people who live here don't see it i, I mean i've uh I grew up about an hour away from Edmonton and I've lived in Edmonton most of my adult life. So it, you know, it is home for me. Um, maybe there's something to that. I, I, again, I've, I've, I had never really lived anywhere else, but it was cool to hear Chris say that about the community and how, I don't know, maybe in other cities, uh, someone, people wouldn't rally around Ben the way we did here. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't become, um, 
you know, quite the hero and inspiration that he did. But it's, it's really sad that he's gone. His dad, Mike, announcing that on Twitter earlier today. We had a Chief Mauji who uh, helped connect Connor McDavid with Ben Stelter on the show earlier to have his perspective as well. And uh, McDavid, Hyman, and Jay Woodcroft will uh, speak tomorrow morning at around 10.30 for some of their memories of Ben. And uh, Bob will have some of that audio for you on Oilers now tomorrow from noon to 2, as, uh, as will I from Inside Sports on 6 to 8. Okay, he was uh, at the World Junior Game, and he was moved by Ben Stelter's influence as well. Oilers play-by-play voice Cam Moon coming up next on Inside Sports.